guys, you're listening to Here's Adelio, and I'm your host, Taylor Harris. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today and listening to the episode. It's been a minute. I promise to be more consistent with my episodes and my postings. It's been a bit of a challenge. My mental game hasn't been super strong. I've been really discouraged about the purpose of this podcast, if anyone was going to listen, but I talked to some wise people and they were like, Taylor, if you love it, do it. And this is something I do for myself because I really love it. So I got myself out of that. And if you're in a rut or you're doubting yourself, just look at yourself in the mirror. I honestly do this. It's really fun. You look at yourself in the mirror and you basically have to shake hands with yourself. As Matthew McConaughey has said, he's a very wise and beautiful man. But you look at yourself in the mirror and you just, you can verbally say it. It's actually really fun. You're like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's just me and you. And then you smile at yourself, nod your head, shrug your shoulders, whatever you got to do and just move on. And that's that. It's actually very empowering. I'm not going to lie. But I recently became a brand partner for a brand called Savvy. It is an athleisure wear. They have leggings, sweatpants, everyday wear. It's very exciting and super comfortable, super affordable. During the pandemic, I was like, hey, well, I guess we're still in the pandemic, but I'm like, hey, if I'm going to wear sweatpants and leggings, at least I can look a little cute. So if you guys are looking for cute, comfortable clothes at an affordable price, check out Savvy. The link to shop is in my bio. Share 25 will get you $25 off your first purchase. I mean, come on, somebody. We love half-off clothing. Free clothing's better, but you know, half-off is a start. In today's episode, I talk with my friend John Nissen. John is currently a freelance photographer who has experience in the PR world. He is a fellow Disney nerd. So we really bonded over that. I met John earlier this year through Bayside Orange County, where he was taking some photos and I've been leading with the worship team and our love of Disney sparked. And I thought it would be so fun to talk about our experiences pre-pandemic. John actually traveled to Disney World during the pandemic. So he shares a little bit about what that is like, because unlike Disneyland, Disney World is open. So... We were hoping to bring back a little bit of magic for you guys. It's been kind of doomy, gloomy season of life, and we all need that Disney magic, even if we don't know it. So unfortunately, Disney has let off 28,000 employees and during this pandemic season, and those numbers are only rising, which is just so crazy and sad. So our hopes, um, you know, my hope is that As this year goes on, Disneyland can open and Disney as a company um, can start employing more people. But that's just kind of where Disney has been at almost for a year. I think they've almost been closed for a whole year. So it's been pretty crazy. And I do apologize before we start the podcast. John and I, with COVID, everything's been closed. It was hard to find a place to record and I don't have my own studio. So we recorded outside and we recorded next to a freeway, which was probably not the smartest decision. But my mic is just so awesome, just top notch. And it takes in so much sound that there are some cars that going by on the freeway that make a lot of noise. So I tried my best to edit out the noise so it isn't too damaging to your ears. But I do apologize for the quality of this episode will be a little bit funkier compared to the previous episodes. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy this magical episode of the podcast. And there's going to be a little bit of a different intro. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for listening. Howdy, partners. For your safety, please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And be sure to watch your kids, because this year's the wildest podcast in the wilderness. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you for having me. Disney friend. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you some things. Let's start off with what would be your favorite Disney movie? Um... I think growing up, I had like a weird attachment to two of the like classics, which were Peter Pan and probably um, Alice in Wonderland, which I think that one is just it's so weird and like quirky and the animation is so like psychedelic and crazy. And then Peter Pan is obviously like the ride is great. And I think that's part of the reason why I like it so much. But also I was listening to someone talking about the movie recently and I was reminded how like how terrible peter pan is as like a person like not like he's a bad person but he's like he's such a brat 
and he like he treats all the women in the movie so like terrible i mean he's a, a, a little boy but like he's treated as like this hero right. and it's like he makes like um tinkerbell and wendy like fight over him right which is like not it's great childish yeah but would you say that maybe is the point to paint him as a very childish immature boy yeah probably and i also like was really into like all the peter pan lore outside of just the movie like mm-hmm. there was a whole book series that was kind of like a prequel series written to like explain all the weird things about peter pan like why huh. he has shadows unattached to him and like why he could fly and like oh. why he doesn't age and i like explained over the course of like five books like the lore of peter pan and that was like my version of harry potter because i wasn't allowed to read harry potter to be honest oh my so i was like yeah. but for some reason magic and all these things were allowed in the peter pan universe for right. my parents to let me read that so gotcha. yeah no and i heard they're making a new peter pan i mean there's literally so many peter pan movies out there but yeah i feel like i think they're making another one Disney is doing it, or is it just like? I'm not sure. I think Tom Holland's in it, but it might okay. have just been a fandom. Because that new one, that new, that newest one that came out that had it wasn't it like Hugh Jackman was Captain Hook. Yes. That wasn't even Disney. That was like Fox. Oh. Because I think because Peter Pan, like the character, because it's from a book, is in the public domain, so anyone can make a movie about Peter Pan. It doesn't have to be Disney. Interesting. Yeah, but I guess if there's like enough likeness to the Disney character, then it would have to be copyrighted. But the character and like. Anything that was in the original book by J.M. Barry from like whenever that was written, probably the 30s or something. I don't even know. The movie's really old. (laughs) The movie's really old. Um, Which also might be why the role of women was that way. Exactly. It was written, yeah, when women were in the kitchen and they were supposed to just make sandwiches. Not anymore. Yeah, so Peter Pan can show up and be like, hey girls, want to hear about my fight with a pirate? I have a knife. (laughs) And they're like, and everyone's fawning over him. Right. So like, now it's like, actually, I feel like Wendy would be the Peter Pan, I feel like, yeah. in this day. Maybe it'd be a woman. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I demand definitely... justice for the mermaids. They need their <laughs> own agency. They shouldn't just be fawning over some t- 10-year-old boy. Oh, my gosh. I, I love the mermaids, though. They were very majestic, but also a little bit evil in their yep. own way. Mm-hmm. Eh, but it was still... No, Peter Pan's definitely a classic. I did hear um, from somewhere that they might be changing the ride. I'm mm. not sure if that is In a reliable way? source or truth at all. I've just heard uh, it was an opinion piece, um, and they were saying people who were really big fans of Disney were saying that the ride has just run its course, and they felt that it just was time for something new. That's crazy because that's like the most popular it kids is. ride in the whole. There's always a wait like an hour, and they don't yeah. have fast pass. Right. It's. A little bit ridiculous. I mean, I understand people are upset about, like, the portrayal of, like, the Native Americans in it and, like, maybe taking that out. But that's, like, one little scene in the ride. I mean, it's yeah. a bigger part of the movie, obviously. But. Obviously. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I know that Disney is doing a lot of changes. Hence the Splash mm-hmm. Mountain ride change. Right. Which I'm excited for. I think it'll be fun to yeah. see just... I know that logistic-wise, the ride will pretty much remain the same. Yeah. It'll still be a boat ride. It'll be a drop. Just a different yeah. theme, which I think is... I think as long as they can keep the ending with, like, the people on the boat singing zippity doo like, if they can keep right. the song incorporated, which I think would still make sense. Maybe. If there's, like, a splashdown and, like, the characters are now, like, yeah. the characters from the movie on the boat and they're, like, singing and dancing. I know they're And maybe Chiana's, like, dancing on the boat or something. Yeah. They could still be singing zippity doo Because right. Right. that song is not, like, exclusively about that movie. Right. Like, yeah. kind I know, of is I am a excited thing. to see that to see Princess of the Frog become a ride, though. I think I watched that movie recently because mm-hmm. I nanny and I watched it with my little kid, and I just love it. It was just the animation and the characters and the songs yeah. are so entertaining. It's so hungry because I look at mm-hmm. one of the characters, the um, the mayor of the town or the mm-hmm. the dad of Charlotte, eating those beignets, mm-hmm. and they just look so good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of food, what's your favorite Disney snack? Mm. Well, I have an answer, but since you brought up beignets, are you like a fan of the beignets at Disneyland? Like, if you had them, hundred percent. Okay, I think they're yeah. really good. We had the pumpkin version. No. Okay, in the fall they do a pumpkin one, in the winter they do a peppermint one. Peppermint ones, I don't care for, but mm. the pumpkin ones, very good. You're not a peppermint guy. Not not really about peppermint. Um, but my favorite snack. This was actually once I remembered it was easy. It's a total. No one knows about it, I think, and then. Um, it's not like sold in every cart, like the pretzel or the churro, right. which are the obvious choices, right? Obviously. So in Carsland, there's the Flo's V8 Cafe. Right. Right. And you can get like diner food, milkshakes mm-hmm. or whatever. But there is a there's a dessert there that is only sold in that one restaurant. And it's a chocolate fudge tart. 
So it's like a tiny little chocolate pie about the size of like your fist. It's super tiny, but it's like the richest, most dense fudge filling. It's like a little tiny pie just for one person. It's like, honestly, you have My to share it. It's so, it's so good. And no one knows about it. Also, you can get a slice of apple pie with cheddar cheese on it there, which I still don't understand why that's a thing. Like a block of cheese? Like or it's, a, it's slice a slice of, of apple cheese. It's a slice of apple pie and they do a slice of cheddar cheese and they melt it on top under a broiler and you get like melted cheese on top of your apple pie. And that's that totally me... a thing in like the South, I think. Mm. I don't know, but I've never understood that. I've do not, I don't think I get behind that. My friend recently, actually yesterday, told me that she likes pizza with mustard. That's that's a little weird. And it's kind of gross. I'll try anything once, so I tried it. And if I'm being honest, it wasn't horrible. Because if you think about it, it's just bread and cheese and mm -hmm. mustard, which you'd put on bread and cheese and mustard on a sandwich. It's mm -hmm. just in a different format. Right. But the mustard was so strong that I couldn't taste any of the pizza. So I felt like it was kind of a waste of pizza to put mustard in it. No offense to her. And we've had lengthy conversations about it <laughs> since then. But I just find some people have such interesting foods. So I don't know if I'm going to try that, but maybe mm. I should. Interesting. Just to see the hype. I feel like yeah, that I'm not sure about maybe that. is a must-have mm -hmm. kind of thing. But so you um, recently traveled to Disney World. Yes. And how many months ago? It was in August. In August. So it was kind of like right in the middle of this year. Right. The obviously. And they had been open since July. And we were like starved for some Disney because obviously Disneyland here locally is not open yet. Right. Still not, which is a whole thing. That's frustrating. But Very frustrating. um but yeah, we were like, hey, there's really no better time than now because Flights are super cheap. They're socially distant on the plane. Like you don't mm -hmm. have a middle, you don't have anyone in the middle seat. And then because we were flying with the group before, like we had our own row essentially. Oh, and so that was good. And the Airbnbs were cheap. Like everything was the cheapest it was ever going to be. And there was no crowds for obvious reasons. Like they were capping capacity at like 15% of the whole park. 15%. Yeah. So and we, Disney we has three or four parks, four theme parks. We only did two of them. We okay. did the two big ones, which are magic kingdom, which is like, Disneyland, and then we did the Hollywood Studios, which has Star Wars Land. Hollywood Studios is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. They have the Rock and Roller Coaster, yep. which is just awesome. And they have the OG Tower of Terror. Yes. Because, I, not that I don't like the new the one, I think it's fun, it's super exciting, obviously, but I'm glad they still have the original in Florida. The better version, in my opinion, is the one in Florida. So it was kind of a joy to be able to ride that again. <laughs> Brought back a lot of memories. The one in Florida is more intense than the one in Disneyland. Yeah. Before even with Guardians, mm -hmm. Tower of Terror in Disneyland was, I think, just an up and down. Yeah. Versus the one in Florida, which is you go up and down, but yeah. you also go out path. and yeah, mm -hmm. into a new shaft. Right, which is fun. Which I was going on that with people who had never been on that version, and so they were used to the Disneyland version. And so when that happens and the doors open and the elevator leaves the shaft, mm -hmm. my friend's girlfriend was like freaking out. She's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> This is insane. Is she was awesome. she was having a panic attack. She did not expect that. Oh. She she enjoyed it, but she was like, "That was not what I was expecting." Right. <laughs> That's so, funny. so that was great. That's great. But be, like speaking of like the COVID stuff, right. like, and I wouldn't. I'm not the first one to say this. Everyone that seemingly has been to Disney World this year has said this, and I'm repeating it. I felt more safe inside the Disney parks than I do at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Like they their attention to the, like their restrictions on like wearing masks and like keeping people spaced out is they're so strict about it right. which is good if you want to feel safe obviously you take a risk by going anywhere right. but i'm just saying out of my experience i felt like they were taking better care of their customers than like even a grocery store does mm -hmm. which is great um even on like the rise of the resistance which have you been on that I ride yet not. okay so i won't spoil the ride for you Please but don't because you I'm could do so you could do a whole it. podcast on just that ride yeah it's insane but there is like a part where you're kind of in line and the first order people are like kind of like moving you through the, the ride at a park. Mm -hmm. And my sister like moved up to a group that was in front of us without really realizing her head was down. And the guy was like, how many need a party? And they said two. And then my sister was standing behind them. So it looked like they had three. So he was like, he looked over at my sister and was like, are you with them? And Jessica was like, oh no. And he was like, 
get back to your party. Like, and oh, he was gosh. he was being mean because he's allowed to because he's right, playing uh, he's playing essentially a space Nazi. Right. So he got to huh, do that. Wonderful. Yeah. Right. And so then Jessica was like just so ashamed because a cast member like yelled at her, <laughs> yeah. not yelled, but was like was mean because he was allowed to. Right. And uh, so that like did not happen again because we were like <laughs> freaked out that they were gonna yell at us or yeah. whatever. But yeah, it was it was great. It was super fun. Obviously, it's nice to be like walk on a space mountain three times in a row. 100%. But every time you do something like that or you look around, there's no one in the park. It was a constant reminder of the state of things in the world, which mm -hmm. is like a little bit of it's obviously a downer. But right. if you've been to Disney World before, I would say there's this is like the best time to go mm -hmm. because you can walk on everything. Were most of the characters masked? Like princes um, or princes? Any or... any character that doesn't have like a big head, like a Mickey, um, they were always like they always were like several feet away from you. Like mm -hmm. maybe they're on like a parade car kind mm -hmm. of riding through main street and they were just waving at people mm -hmm. or like the masked characters like Buzz Lightyear and Mickey would be like up on a stage where yeah. they would normally have a show and they would, you'd be able to like kind of take selfies with them from like a little bit of a distance. Yeah. So they, yeah, you couldn't like meet and greet with people. Would you say that the magic is still intact with that element, even though everyone in the park is wearing masks and there's like less people? Yeah, I think so. I think the magic comes from like the ambiance and like the, the customer service is a part yeah. of it. And that was all still true. Good. It was just obviously like the parade wasn't happening, but mm -hmm. I'm not huge on parades or fireworks anyway. So I didn't really care about that. I just wanted right. to like go on the rides and like walk around and eat the food and stuff. Right. So out of the people yeah. who went that you saw around the park, um, would you say for the age range, it was more twenties and above mm -hmm. maybe families and their children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, a lot of obviously like young families so people with younger kids i don't think we saw a lot of like um retirement age people just because they probably didn't want to take that additional risk right. um if they were they were probably with their whole family right. um but yeah not i can't really remember seeing like noticing a difference in the demographic than normally you would see at disney but definitely less old people i guess yeah i wish i would assume sense. that makes a lot of sense right were they temperature checking yeah, so they have to like check your temperature before you can even like go through security mm -hmm. to have your bag checked. So, and they do that at Downtown Disney even now. Right. Like you can't even go into Downtown Disney without that. So, right. Do you want to speak a little bit about Downtown Disney too? Because you have been since the pandemic. Right. Yeah. So I remember. I don't even remember. It was pretty early. I think it was already like May mm -hmm. was when they opened Downtown Disney after they had been closed from March when the lockdown started. Oh, they opened in May. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Wow. I was. Yeah. I feel like for some reason I felt like they were closed a lot longer. No, I mean, it was long enough that it was like, oh my gosh, Downtown Disney is open. And so being local and being like, again, we hadn't even made any plans to go to Disney World. We were so starved for that magic. We were like, <laughs> yeah. let's go to Downtown Disney on a Friday night. So we went on a Friday night. It was like the first weekend that they're open. So it's pretty busy. Again, they're capping capacity inside even Downtown Disney. So they hold you at the parking gate, essentially. Um, and they were doing temperature checks and everything. And I remember thinking based on like what I had read from like on Reddit with like other cast members, a lot, there was cast members who were like, I don't want to go back to work because I don't feel safe. And then some who are like, I really want to work again. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to take the risk. Um, cause they need the money and right. like they weren't maybe getting enough unemployment or something. And right. Anaheim's not the cheapest place to live. So 100%. it was nice because we walked in and it just seemed like every cast member had like the biggest smile on their face as if like they were overjoyed to be able to work again. Right. And that, that's what hurt my heart to be like, Oh, what about the, like tens of thousands of employees for the parks who still haven't right. been able to work again. Yeah. About, like I had said earlier, about 28,000 to 32,000 layoffs, laid yeah. off, which is just astronomical. Right. And I'm so glad that you feel like there's still that magic that's intact. I think mm -hmm. we're all, like you said, literally starving for like yeah. the happiness and joy of Disney. Yeah. And John and I are both wearing our Disney merch, mm -hmm. you know, just to get in the spirit of things. But I considered buying a flight to Florida and going to Disney World, but I checked my bank account and I was like, you know what? This isn't realistic. Um, yeah. Were the prices, like the tickets, um, discounted at all? or were No, they... the tickets to get in were the same price they always are. Obviously, like they, with such low capacity, they can't really afford to like lower the price because even if they wanted to try to get more people to come, they can't even fill the parks more than a certain point. Right. But that being said, they were doing deals for locals. So they were trying to get more people from Florida to come because that's like less of a risk of like interstate right. travel. Sure. And so they were doing a deal. It was like buy one day, get one free for locals. So that's buy cool. If you were, if you had a Florida address, you could get one, you could get two days for the price of one, which is a, like one of the best deals Disney's ever Literally. done. That's yeah, that's insane. But again, that's for Floridians only. 
Right. I'm hoping that when California reopens, they offer some kind of deal. Yeah. But I think there's going to be so many local pass holders whose pass has been like deferred this whole year who are going to be so desperate to get back in that they won't even be able to sell new passes. And then I won't be able to even go. That's me. I have a pass. And I don't have one. I so, made the decision because um, I remember getting an email when Disney mm-hmm. shut down and I was wondering, I bought it for a year and I bought it in December of of 2019 mm-hmm. so i was very curious to see what would happen with my pass so i got an email and they presented me with two options mm-hmm. first being a refund mm-hmm. um second being basically on hold and then they said however long the park is closed we'll extend your pass for mm-hmm. that amount of time right which originally this was like you said maybe may or earlier and mm-hmm. i was hoping and very um I was thinking that it was going to open in November. Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, COVID being done in the summer. Yep. And then I'll get my pass in November. I'll right. have it all for school. And now we're here in December mm-hmm. and it's so close. Yeah, um, right. So I'm not sure if that policy is going to stay or not or what they're oh, going to do. Oh, I'm but... sure unless something insane happens, like they're told by the government that they can't open for like three years, which I don't think that's going to happen. But it, if it's that crazy, then they'll probably de- refund everyone. But I think until then, they are going to probably hold on to everyone's money, knowing that if they can keep your money until they reopen, then that's that's, the that's better for them because then they're not they're already, you know, laying off so many employees, much less like and losing so much money. having to like literally give money back to customers who gave their money freely to Disney, who right. are saying yes, keep my money, I want to come back when it reopens. Right. And I think what's going to happen when they reopen is that only people who had a pass will be able to go, and then people who buy day tickets. Because you'll have to make a reservation to get in. They're only right. going to have it at, te- I mean, the Florida government is a lot looser than California. So California is probably going to say Disney can't have more than 10% in Disneyland. Just... And Disney World is so much more spread out. The park is right. so much bigger. Right. And there's so many more options for parks right. that you get. So, I mean, you could. You can spread people out so spread much better. Out so much better, 100%. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, being in this season, I'm like, let's relive some of the Disney magic. Mm-hmm. So, do you yep. remember when you first went to Disneyland or Disney World? I don't have a ton of memories of it, but I, my dad was like always filming with like a video camera back in that, those days when I was you know, that age. And so we have video, like an extensive, like probably a two hour videotape of that trip. And it was really cute. We had never, I had the first time I went, I was like four or five. I was, oh. I was honestly too young to remember anything. We don't have video of that trip. And I got the like a fever or like a flu really bad on that that trip as a kid so i was like sick the whole time so that was not a good trip for me and i don't remember any of it anyway but when i was like i'm trying to remember how old i was this would have been in 2001 because california adventure had just opened okay so i would have been six or seven and my parents took us down to disney world we drove from oregon where my family still lives and my parents did not tell me or my sister where we were going so they were just like get in the car we're going on a trip and the whole time they were filming us like, where do you think we're going? And like, I had no idea. My sister was like three. So she was like totally unaware. Mm-hmm. But we get all the way to Anaheim and I'm still not picking up the clues. Like you, we were seeing like Disney, like billboards and right. the buses in Anaheim. And I still wasn't putting it together. <laughs> I still thought maybe we were going to like Legoland or like my grandparents' house or something. Studios. I really didn't know. Well, I wasn't even thinking theme parks. I think oh. I was just thinking... I don't know what's in the world to do. I'm right. seven years old. And um, I didn't even know, like, because I had no memory of my last Disney trip. So right. Disneyland was just, like, a vague concept to me as a mm-hmm. seven-year-old boy. But we get to, like, the hotel, and my parents still hadn't told me. And we had drove all night. We get to the hotel in the morning. We check in. And my parents, God bless them, drove through the night and drank a bunch of Red Bulls. And then we're going to take us to the park that day without sleeping. And so we're in the hotel and I'm like, mom, dad, and there's video of me and my sister doing this. I'm like, mom, dad, there's a, I saw a bus that had Mickey Mouse on it. Like maybe while we're here, we could go to Disneyland. And my parents were like, well, that's what we're doing. And I of course freaked out and I was so happy. Um, So yeah, that trip was obviously like magical. The most Um, magical experience. Total surprise. (laughs) California Adventure just opened. So that was like all new to everyone. And so I mean, back then, California Adventure was not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, Soren was, like, cool, but Tower of Terror hadn't even been built yet. So there was, like, wow. two big rides there. And this was in 2001? Yeah. That was, like... Or 2000. Huh. I feel like that's not that long ago. 
I know. I think also like prices were cheap because 9-11 had just happened. Oh, and wow. so the ticket prices were down because not a lot of people were going to right. travel to go oh, to the tourism industry like crashed that right. year. That's crazy. So that was interesting. Oh, I did not even think about that. Oh, it's so interesting looking, I guess, if you look like over the past years and looking at Disney specifically, mm -hmm. seeing how many world events have affected the park. But I know that I think this is the only or maybe the second event that has ever actually shut the park down. Yeah. They closed on 9-11. I think they closed on, I think it was, I might be wrong about this, but I think the other time they closed was um, during the JFK assassination. That was just like a really scary thing. And so right. they closed just for that afternoon. Um, but yeah, it's crazy that in the, you know, 65 plus years that Disney's been open now, they've only closed the park like three or four times or something right. maybe less and now they've been closed for like almost a year so it's like it's just insane i can't imagine i know that i'm sure the president of disney is just jaws open yeah like yeah so the confused. the ceo bob Iger, was like on a um advisory board with i think like i'm trying to think he was on like an advisory board for the economy and covid stuff i think with like the california governor mm -hmm. and to kind of like guide the policies and stuff right. and when this last time that they basically told disney they couldn't reopen because they wanted to open in july and then the government said no and then they wanted to open again recently and again the government was like no you can't open at all and so bob Iger like was like i'm gonna leave this board because i'm he basically just was mad right and, and maybe felt his voice wasn't being heard yeah probably i don't know i don't want to read into it too much because i don't know what goes on in those boardrooms but i, I would either. be i would be frustrated i would love to be a fly on the wall though yeah I'm very curious to see what that would be like yep yeah i in this my first time to disneyland my parents are very think firm believers in if you won't remember it mm -hmm. maybe let's not do it right um as children which i think i might apply those to my children yeah. i'm not exactly sure how i feel about like bringing a one-year-old to disneyland like, well it um, is it is free until you're three years old okay maybe a three or four but after you're four then it's like basically the price of an adult right and so with that like four to six years old it's like are they gonna enjoy this are they right. gonna care are they gonna remember exactly and having it it's so it's so expensive right so my first i think very vivid memory of going to disney one of the disney theme parks would be i was in elementary school i think in like fourth grade mm -hmm. and my mom had picked my sister up from school saying we we're going to the dentist and mm -hmm. i was like no i don't want to go to the dentist that's so yeah. lame and i think she also recorded it and she totally tricked us and mm -hmm. she's like just kidding we're going to disney world and mm -hmm. i freaking out like yeah. losing my mind right so i remember flying to florida with my sister and just oh my gosh the matching t-shirts yep. and just the magic of it was so amazing we, we weren't super big back then into meeting characters mm -hmm. i i think it was probably like motivated by my parents were just like yeah i mean it's not that big of a deal yeah. in their minds and my sister and i weren't super like oh, yeah. we have to meet princess aurora or yeah. anything like that so just did all the rides and but i went to disney world i think it was last february mm -hmm. with my sister and my mom and i made my sister go meet every single character nice i swear i was obsessed with it and mm -hmm. took pictures with them all and i was like why is an 18 year old am i more obsessed with characters than i was when i was say 10. yeah um and so i just think that's super funny were you obsessed with characters do you think i didn't really care my sister wanted to meet the princesses because she was really into the disney princesses mm -hmm. but she wasn't really into like the um the they call the fur characters so the ones with like masks oh, yeah. you know those are kind of scary yeah she got freaked out by like baloo the bear at a at a character dining one time so they were like eh, you don't need to yeah. meet the characters like that but she was really into the princesses so we'd always have to like meet jasmine or whatever yeah um but yeah i don't i don't meet the characters anymore yeah. like as an adult i just don't care <laughs> i think for me i'm like oh i just love it it makes me feel like i'm in a fairy tale and yeah. i really actually want to work for disney mm -hmm. at some point in my life mm -hmm. and i went to two auditions last fall for um to audition as a character mm -hmm. and the audition process was so interesting the first audition i went to was for a parade and mm -hmm. it was for um i didn't know what characters it was a big long list yeah. and it was like elsa anna um aladdin and jasmine and then there was maybe like a hercules character or mickey Minnie, all the typical stuff and i remember being there for eight hours oh, wow. and the only thing that i did 
was they first pulled us into a room and asked my name and my if I had previously worked for mm-hmm. Disney before. Mm-hmm. So I answered. I was like, hi, my name is Taylor. And no, they listened to me talk, looked at me, moved on down yeah. the line. Then they stood in the corner and kind of analyzed the group. And then I was given a number. I was uh-huh. probably like three or eight or something. And then they were like, all right, um, three, five, and ten. You guys are staying. The rest of you, thank you so much. Oh, wow. And then I think I was just sitting around for like three hours. And then they took our height because um, you have to get like specifically measured yeah. for Disney characters. Right. I don't know exactly what the heights are. For Do you know what height, char- like what characters you qualify for because of your height? Because well, they're know... very specific on like what princesses' heights have to be. Yeah. And like Minnie Mouse and all those I... things. I'm five, four and a half or and a quarter. So mm-hmm. I think that qualifies me for like princess characters. Okay. I know that I think, correct me if I'm wrong, five, one and below is pixies. Uh-huh. And then anything above five, seven is a villain, maybe? Yeah, probably. And then I think in between, so like the... I think the Minnie and Mickey kind of characters can be shorter. I think princesses have to be a little taller. Okay. And I, I think... think Two with the heels, maybe they're taking into account like right. I'm five, four and a half yeah. quarters, but I put like an inch heel right. on, so that makes it five, five something. Yeah. So... That's cool. I never wanted to audition for a character, although I did want to be a. Uh, I did want to do the Disney College program. You know what that is? I do. Yeah, I I got pretty far in the process to apply for the Disneyland version in between my um, sophomore and my junior year of college, because I was transitioning from community college to go to Biola at that time, and so it felt like a good time to like do a gap year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't because it would have been weird to like graduate a semester later than all my friends and it would have delayed my whole and, and honestly I didn't need like the college credit from the experience so it would have just been a fun way to like earn a little money. Um, I think if I would have applied for the Disney World version I would have gotten it because I got so far in the process. I think the Disneyland one is so like they're so limiting on how many people they can even take in because they have one housing complex whereas Disney World has four housing complexes, four theme parks, and they employ so many international people at Epcot and everything. Right. I probably could have gotten it, but I didn't. Which is okay. Yeah. Why but I did I did theater in high school, so you would think I would be someone who would love to be like a prince or something. But I would just never felt like I was in like shape enough to like be Aladdin. I didn't fit that bill, I guess. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. I think yeah. I think that I don't know. People, I guess, would maybe look at someone and be like, oh, they're a hardcore Disney fan. Of course they want to work in the park. But maybe right. maybe the people who work in the park don't even like Disney that much, but they just like performing. Yeah. So, That's true. I My idea with the Disney College program was like, I wanted to do something like parking or cleaning or something. Something that wouldn't like ruin the magic as much. For sure. Where it was like, like, especially parking, you don't even go into the theme park for your job. So every night when you go into Magic Kingdom for like, you're at the end of your shift for fun, it still feels like a fun thing not because you were just there working eight hours so yeah exactly so i don't know i was kind of open to anything but the only thing i didn't want to do was like just food service because that seemed a little bit boring yeah i feel like it's kind of hard too food services yeah Yeah. but i know that you're literally so educated and such like a disney nerd Mm -hmm. so we are going to play a little trivia game for you guys um john's gonna ask you some questions that Mm -hmm. he already knows the answers to kind of and basically they're just really random facts about disney right yep I, I'll tell you the story of why I have a whole list of trivia in my phone. Please do. It's because one time when I was in, when I was in college, I was hanging out with a buddy and he had some friends and we kind of got into like, I kind of acknowledged like my Disney fandom and this guy who I wasn't like super close with, he was like, oh yeah, like you think you're such a big Disney parks nerd? So am I. <laughs> and I was like, I knew in my mind, I was like, there's no way this guy knows as much as I do, but I played along. I was like, okay, really? You want to throw down? Like... <laughs> How about we come back to Denny's? We were at Denny's. I was like, let's come back to Denny's next week at this time. Come prepared with some trivia on your phone, and we'll do a little trivia battle. Wow, so you took and a I week. and I said, well, I mean, I it was just because we knew we would probably hang out again that next week. Right. So I was like, come back next week, come prepared. And I was like, the only rule I'll say is you don't have to do any trivia about dates or any numbers, um, and it can only be stuff you know off the top of your head. You can't just okay. go digging for random trivia. So I was truthful to that. I get there, I ask him like the first question and his look on his face just goes from like, he's so sure that he's gonna beat me to knowing that he's gonna lose automatically. And every question he had for me, I like knew the answer like right off the top of my head. Wow. So that's why I have like 50 trivia questions in my phone. We're definitely not gonna go through all 50. No, and, I'll, I and I will ask, yeah, I'll ask you some ones that I think you'll know and then okay. I'll do some that are like weird and funny that okay. you just be interesting to, for excited. you to know. Yes, okay, um, so I'm super excited. 
I don't, I would say that I know like minimal weird facts. I don't really sure. know. I, I listen to like, like you do some Disney podcasts and uh-huh. some facts, but I love Disney, but I don't think I've ever been like when I'm there, I'm all in. Yeah. But when I'm out of Disneyland or Disney, like the Disney vibe, yeah. when I'm not there, I'm not really in my, like my right. space is not like in that anymore. Like so. I have all the books, like the Imagineering books and like books about like Walt Disney and it's like just bio- biographies and stuff. Not everything. Not oh, a lot. But a lot. A lot Which of weird, random stuff. That, how I do. Stuff that no one needs to know. Right. At the end, you can give me a score of yeah. 10. So this Probably. one isn't even, this first question is not even Disney Parks related, but okay. do you know what Mickey Mouse's original name was before it got changed to Mickey. Okay. Wasn't, didn't Walt's wife choose this one? Oh yes. no, Walt's wife chose Mickey. No. Oh. Yes, you're right. He had come up with a name and then his wife was like, no, Which, that name is gross. Right. You should do Mickey. Wasn't it Marvin Mouse or something? It was Mortimer. Mortimer. That right. sounds like morgue. I know. And then also like they ended up eventually like actually creating a character, Mortimer Mouse. He was like tall and skinny. Yes. And he was like a villain character. Yeah. yeah. Which you wouldn't want that as your... Super weird. Super, like, is your the face of your company. Yeah. Right. Random. I did sort of know about that, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a pretty pretty obscure one. Yeah. Um, do you know that um, most of the animatronics in Splash Mountain, we were talking about that before we started, that most of those animatronics actually didn't even, they came from another attraction? Okay. I knew this. Uh-huh. Do I you know, know what the attraction was? I think it's Space Mountain. No. Dang it. But I did know they came from another attraction. Wait, maybe don't tell me. Don't. Is the attraction still... Although, around? what you just said would be hilarious. If Space Mountain had a bunch of, like... Creepy animals. Like, southern critters <laughs> singing to you as you rode through the galaxy, I think that would be oh, the ultimate mashup of two rides. That would be so funny. No, it's uh, not a ride that exists anymore. Oh. Okay, no, I don't know Okay. That. It's called... It was called America Sings. Oh. And it was... It was right... It was created at the... Um, during like the bicentennial, so like the America's five hundredth birthday or whatever, mm-hmm. or I don't know, was I guess that two hundred and fifty bicentennial. Uh, Is that you said half there was a no century? Involved, so I don't I, know. This doesn't matter, <laughs> but they created it at like the it was like America's birthday, and it was like the whole ride was just a bunch of critters singing songs about America. Hmm. It's very patriotic. I feel like that definitely would run its course. Yeah, and definitely would not be a popular attraction anymore no. today. No. They replaced it with. Um, the Carousel of Progress in Disney World. And it used to be in um, where they had like interventions in Disneyland and then the House of the Future, like that big rotating circular building in Tomorrowland. Yes. It was in there. Gotcha. Yeah. So they took all those attra- like all those critters and put them in right. well, critter I, country. I listened to a podcast about um, the re-doing Splash Mountain mm-hmm. with um, the changing differences of the frog like we talked about. And they were talking about are they going to make completely new animatronics or are they going to take them from another ride right. and they had mentioned that so i kind of knew a little bit yeah. about that but for no, the most funny. part not all the facts yeah do you know the, the technical name for the area in between disneyland and california adventures gates like that walkway area in between them do you know what that's called it has a name mm, um the road of magic <laughs> that would be that'd be great now it's called the esplanade Esplanade. I don't even know what that word means. Like with a D? Yeah, Esplanade. Esplanade. And like if you look up on YouTube like uh, Disney Esplanade music, you can find like that that playlist of Disney songs they play out there outside the parks. Huh. Which is just a weird thing. Esplanade. Weird name. Now I'm going to say that. Guys, welcome to the Esplanade of yeah, Disney. Yeah, the Esplanade. Isn't it magical? <laughs> I won't even really phrase this as a question because you're not going to know what it is. But there's, there's a thing in Disneyland, in Disneyland Park, it's called the Test Wall. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Back by like the first aid station and like the lockers in on Main Street. They're like off one of those like little side alleys in Main Street in Disneyland. There's a brick wall with a water fountain in it. And half the wall is one kind of brick and the other half is a different kind of brick. One's like a flat brick and one's like a like a textured brick. Mm-hmm. And apparently what happened was when the Imagineers were like trying to figure out what bricks they wanted to use in, in Main Street they built this like wall with both of them to see what they would look like. And so there's a wall there. They ended up picking the, I think the more clean version of the brick, Mm -hmm. but there's a wall where half the wall is one kind of brick and the other half is not, which is super funny. Why did they decide to test that in the park? I don't know. It's probably just like bricks were not cheap. So they were like, well, if we're going to build half of this to like see what it looks like, we have to make use of it or something. Yeah. They put a little drinking fountain into the wall. Huh? That's funny. Also on Main Street, there's like those white and red lights in the Coca-Cola corner. Uh, yeah. I'm they're like off and off, right and red. So yeah. I guess there's an even number of them. So one of the bulbs 
to make sure that there's not a double or a repeat in the pattern, they painted half the bulb red so that the pattern would repeat. That's crazy. Yeah. So you it can find it. If you look at all the bulbs, you can find one that's half red, a one light bulb. And that's by on Main Street? Yeah. By the Coca-Cola Right thing. by like the, the Casey's Corner yeah, or Coca-Cola Corner. I literally thought of everything. If I was yeah. an Imagineer, I, I don't... I, my brain would melt and start spilling out of my ears. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, let's just have two reds next to each other. But they were like, no, we can't have two red bulbs. Right, because we you have can't to make that. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not acceptable it to them. It would not be acceptable. Yeah. What would you say is the weirdest, most random thing that you know about Disney? In, any, in anything, parks, mm. people, I don't know, anything. I know that I have so much obscure trivia. One that's really random. Most people don't need to know this or wouldn't even. But you know the the voice that makes all the announcements in Disneyland? That's yeah. like, welcome to the Magic Kingdom. Yes. In just five minutes, prepare for a magical, spectacular blow or whatever. <laughs> that guy's name is Bill Rogers. Okay. And his wife is the one who does it for California Adventure. Isn't Aww. that cute? So he does Disneyland. He does he the does Yeah, Disney. she makes the announcements in California Adventure. He does a Disneyland, and the two of them are married. That is so cute. I know. Aww. Fun little magical thing that That's no one really no one really knows. I really love that. I know. Aww. I don't remember what her name is, but yeah. Well, it's impressive that you remember. What's his name? Rogers? Bill Rogers, Bill yeah. Bill Rogers. His name sounds magical. Yeah. I don't know why. It sounds very, like, comforting. Yeah. Like a very, like, kind man. Yeah. I wonder what Walt Disney would be like. Would he be, when anyone, when people ask you, who would you like to bring to dinner? Living or alive? or mm. Wait, living or alive? Living or dead, would you choose Walt or would you choose someone? Um, Walt is definitely like up there with like people. Um, although I think because so many people have written about him or like written about just park the Disney parks in general, like I feel like we know so much about him and we've heard so many quotes from him. So I feel like if I wanted to actually meet someone in charge of creative things at Disney, I would maybe pick a more like modern Imagineer, like this guy named Tony Baxter, who's like, he kind of like took over after kind of the original team of Imagineers, like all had retired. He yeah. was kind of the new face of Disney creative. And I really look up to him and he has a really cool take on things. I'd love to meet with him. Cause I feel like he hasn't, he's done interviews, but he's not as like well-known. Right. So I feel like I'd have more questions for him. Whereas with Walt, it'd be cool to meet him if he were alive or if I could bring him back for a lunch. But I feel like I kind of already know enough about, enough about what he's, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have a lot questions. of questions for him. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there a movie or anything that you feel like should be a ride at Disney, but isn't? Hmm, that's a good question. That's hard with the movies. I'm not like a huge Disney movie fan. Like I love movies, but I'm not like the biggest like Disney movie or Disney animated classics fan. Like I like them, I grew up on them. But I'm like way more of a Disney Parks person. Okay. That being said, the one thing that I think I would love to see brought back was in Epcot, one of the original rides in that first like five years they were open was called Horizons. And it was like a kind of a sequel to the Carousel of Progress. Which you know is that one? World. Right. It's the one where you go on the you sit in the theater and the theater seats move around a circle and it's like a family going through the decades of America. I think I've been on that one. Yeah. Maybe. I love that ride. It's like a cute little, it's like a 30 minute show where a family tells you what it was like to live at the turn of the century. <laughs> Airplanes, that'll never happen. Oh, you know, it's very silly. The voices are so on point. But they, uh, but they did like a, a kind of like a sequel ride. It was like a slow moving suspended ride. And it was like kind of showing that ride was supposed to be showing you the past of like communication and technology. Right. And this ride was showing like what is possible in the future. Oh. So it was very like optimistic, very yeah. hopeful about like one day we'll have underwater cities and we'll yeah. have space stations. And you're seeing like animatronics of a family, like going like floating in space and in an underwater marine biology lab. And it was very like super immersive. And that got closed down in like the early two thousands because they replaced it with like a, a thrill ride. Yeah. And it was mission space with like, not a lot of people really like that ride. Oh. And so it feels like it didn't get replaced with something like worthy right. of how great of a ride it was. But also I think it probably wasn't being kept up when it was there because the sponsorships had like fell through and they yeah. probably weren't maintaining the animatronics and stuff. Probably. But that was one thing that I'm like, I'm so mad that I wasn't ever able to experience that attraction. Mm. I've only experienced it through videos and through articles right. and pictures. And I'm in love with it. And I think it's the coolest, one of the coolest rides Disney parks have ever made and i mean walt disney didn't have his hands on it like he did with like pirates of the caribbean which right. i love but it still feels like so magical fun fact about pirates of the caribbean 
I've heard this is a rumor, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that sometimes Jack Sparrow, mm-hmm. like not Jack Sparrow, um, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. comes in, dresses Jack Sparrow, and stations himself mm-hmm. along the ride yeah. as Johnny, one of the Johnny Depp like replicas. As far as I know, they've only done that like once or twice, but and it it's, it's usually to promote when there's a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie out. Oh. They do it as like a publicity stunt because right. obviously that's going to make major headlines. Right. Um, but yeah, they have done it. Which, which is so funny. So cool. I always, every time I go on that ride, I'm like, oh my gosh, he looks like he's in a different position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, Is it actually him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird to be like an actor and then Disney to like make a an animatronic of you that like, it's, I just think that's so interesting. I, I mean, they've done it with every president in the Hall of Presidents. True. And it's like the same with like, I don't know, if you're a, in an animated movie, um, you're like a Barbie doll or an right. action figure. Right. Or, yeah, I don't know. It would definitely be weird to see like a little mini version of you as yeah. a doll. In I think a it'd be store. cool. It'd be cool. I just think it'd be a little scary. But I think the animatronic would be a little bit freaky. Yeah. To kind of like see yourself represented by a That's robot. That's true because it, or like in a wax museum. Yeah. I wonder if celebrities ever go to wax museums. And I'm sure they do. They probably do. When they like, when like Madame Chissot's like unveils a new Brad Pitt one or whatever, yes. they probably have a big red carpet premiere yeah. thing for it and pull the of, curtain off. Are you thinking of the one in San Francisco? I'm thinking of the one in on Hollywood Boulevard because I used to work oh. over there right by it. And so I would like see it all the time. And it's a total tourist trap, but I would imagine they do like actual red carpet, like unveilings of those because they're on the walk of fame anyway. Yeah, no, totally. If you could like smite down any ride in any Disney park, just mm. completely obliterate it because for any reason, what ride would that be for you? Well, I would only want to do that if I knew it was going to be replaced with something better. I don't think there's, like, one ride where I'm like, oh, I just hate that it's there. It's an eyesore. Um, maybe, like, the jumping jellyfish in California Adventure. Oh, you don't like the jumping jellyfish? I don't know. It's just, like, I can't think of a, a ride that I hate. Well, I feel like... Even, like, Dumbo. Like, I like that it's there. I never ride it, but I'm glad it's there. It's pretty. Just like it's, it's Yeah, it's just the aesthetic, like... Well, I would smite down the Hall of Presidents. Really? I don't think that I've yeah. been in there. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's not, I just feel like it feels out of place. When was the last time you went in there? Um, in this last trip you went in like February? No, because I went, is it in Disney World? Yeah. Too? Okay, I definitely just Disney, Disney World. World. I, Disneyland doesn't have it. They have the it? they have the Lincoln one, just Lincoln. Oh, well, they need to smite that down too. Okay. Well, that's like an original ride that Disney worked on. I I don't want to get rid of anything that Disney touched. Okay, in my I think opinion, but. knowing that maybe except for Autopia, that's the ride I'd get rid of. Oh, Autopia, because the there's so much space. If they got rid of it, they could put in like a whole. They could put in two roller coasters. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. ride takes up a lot of space. That does. I know. I do like that ride though. No, I think the Hall of Presidents and Lincoln ride. No, knowing that Walt designed it, I'm sure it was like. For I don't history. think he had nothing to do with the Hall of Presidents. I don't think maybe that was too late because. He had died already, but probably. Oh yeah, he didn't have anything to do with Disney World. But I, we rode it last time this year because we, it was raining really hard, and we were coming out of like Haunted Mansion. It was right there, and we were like, "Well, it's raining. Like this is like a thirty-minute thing. Let's yeah. just go in and watch it. Why not? We'll, we'll warm up. We got rain in our shoes." And I didn't really remember much about it, but the part where you like they unveil all the presidents, say their names is fine, and the speech is whatever. But the part before that, when like the screen is like showing like kind of the history of like the American presidency. Like from George Washington up to like Lincoln, yeah. it was very like inspiring, and it really <laughs> made me feel like it reminded me that I'm proud to be an American citizen, yeah. and I'm proud of the office of president. So I actually, I like that more than the the Lincoln one. Okay. The Lincoln one is kind of boring because it's just like one animatronic. At least yeah. with the Hall of Presidents, they're all up there and they're all kind of shifting and yeah. and whispering to each other, and you're like, oh my gosh, they look so real. Yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. Is just go and yeah. refresh. Maybe I just don't have an appreciation for history like you do. I, think I don't know. Me, it just made it reminded me that like George Washington was like did some cr- cool things as like yeah. the first president, and I was like, we don't talk enough. I don't think we talk a lot about like George Washington. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, because they spent a lot of that video on him. Yeah. Because he was the first, you know. For sure. No, I think I was thinking about it as like an entertainment kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I think similar. Maybe we shouldn't smite down any rides because at the end of the day, they all have a purpose, and somebody enjoys them. Yeah. So. I think Disney is also very good at like what they call edutainment. So it's an entertaining thing that also like educates you. Uh, and that was kind of the thing about Epcot was all of those rides educated you about the history of transportation mm-hmm. or communication. A lot of those rides have been replaced with thrill rides, which is fine. Yeah. But it used to be very like 
an educational place, which I think is cool. Yeah. But uh, they do a good job with that. Like Universal and Knott's Berry Farm, they don't really do that. Yeah. When they do do something, like Knott's Berry Farm has the um, the mine train that goes through like the caverns and stuff. I've actually never been to Knott's Berry Farm, but okay. I've heard good things. Yeah, they've some good roller coasters for okay. sure. Okay. But they have this like slow moving train ride where you you go on this really slow train through the cavern and there's all these like animatronics, like people like mining for gold and stuff. Yeah. It's it's not, I would say, necessarily educational, but it um, feels very much like a Pirates of the Caribbean where it's like you're kind of seeing all these animatronics and it's yeah. very pretty and it's well designed. I like that kind of stuff. Well, having all the knowledge that you do within the next, I don't know, the end of the, hopefully the end of the pandemic, fingers mm-hmm. crossed, um, and into the near future, what do you think will be the most major significant changes that we as attendees of Disney and just like mm-hmm. consumers will see in the parks and in the industry as a whole? I think there's a chance that they might just get rid of the, um, I, I don't really know if this will happen, but I think there's a small chance that they might just get rid of the fast pass system because they've not been doing it in Florida and it actually keeps the lines shorter when they don't use it. Huh. The fast pass system actually is kind of counterintuitive in that it forces longer lines that don't need to be long. Is it because they stop the line and then let all the passes right. go through mm-hmm. versus if they just, just if the they just had that flow consistently then you wouldn't see some of those rides like have be stopped up constantly like for example um in california adventure the midway mania is the only ride there that doesn't have a fast pass which is interesting but if you ever wait in that line it's usually like between 30 to 50 minutes but it always feels short because it's moving constantly mm-hmm. and i think that's better than waiting and like stopping for a long time because there's they're letting in all the fast pass people i don't know i think that would be interesting um obviously there's there were a lot of big changes planned before the pandemic and i think the splash mountain one might be one of the only ones we see within the next like five years actually happening because of the financial strain right. and i think they're going to prioritize that one but yeah yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happened throughout pandemic and throughout the next year with the world and just with disney and the movie aspect of it and the park aspect but mm-hmm. fingers crossed that we get to go yep. back soon to disneyland because so. it's more i mean i'm 20 minutes from it and it's, I know. Yep. it breaks my heart but i definitely need to get into the downtown disney and they have reopened part of california adventure right. for dining so fingers crossed that we get to see some movement in that department but yeah i hope they just as long as they can't be open fully i hope they just reopen more and more of the parks for dining and shopping although now we're in a new lockdown where even outdoor seating is not allowed so i don't even know if they can do that which that's frustrating but But until we get to be back in the park thank you for sharing your disney knowledge with me thank you for having me i definitely learned some things i hope you guys enjoy thank you so much for tuning in to here's the dealio and i hope you guys have a magical day Bienvenidos para su seguridad. Permanezca sentados y mantengo sus manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del podcast. Cuidanos sus pequeñitos. Muchas gracias. <laughs>